Upward I look and see him there Who made an end of all my sin Because a sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on him On him and me. Welcome to Redeem Meditations and uh well um uh, I I got uh, guys that have already been on on on, on the series 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 before. So you guys, if you've been been paying attention to the atonement series, um, yeah, you already know who who, who these guy 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 guys are. Fellas, in, introduce yourself. Nephew, if you'd like to go first. Oh, thanks I for introducing nephew Chris. All right, so we got our I am introduction Chris, I am Chris from California. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my and we're off the rails. That's outstanding. Um <laughs> my name's Christopher Orea. I'm the host of the Ezra Reads the Law podcast. Hello, everybody. I am your I am nephew. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize about that, but that I'm about to go to work in 40 minutes, so please forgive me. And it's still dark here. Oh my! Oh, it's okay. It's still it's still dark here too. Um, it's, um yeah. I, that, that nephew's the unofficial uh, co-host of of Redeem Meditations. Yes, I am. Yes. Yes, the unofficial, official, unofficial. But, but <laughs> cool, cool. So, all right. Well, um, we had a bunch of kind of exchanging play, play, pleasantries, um, you know, and uh, banter before we hit hit record. Um, spoke on everything from uh, Colorado pol- politics to um, the fact that LA traffic sucks, and then. Um, yes. And then um, uh, went into a bit of a rabbit hole when it came to Mars Hill as well. Um, but on a completely different su- 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 subject, let's get into this uh, this last motif that I'd like to uh, cut covered for the Atonement Atone- Atone- series. Now, it's not the last e- episode. That'll be next week. Um but let's talk about this last kind of theory of of what the atonement accomplished. So nephew and I kick, 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 kicked off the mo- motifs with penal substitutionary atone, atone, atonement. This is the view that you have and Orthodox Christianity has had since conception um, of this faith. Um Christians believe in the substitutionary atonement of Christ for our sins. 
that is what we believe as Christians. That is part of the core of what the gospel is. Then we talked about um, ransom theory. We talked about the victory theory. Um, And now we're going to do a little bit of a critique. That, like, I... So I feel like we're going to talk about this theory theory a little little bit and then uh, we're we're going to uh, I think most of it is going to be more of a critique. But fellas. If I came at you with the theory of moral influence theory. What would you guys think, just off the top of your head, not looking at any definitions or anything, would you think that moral influence theory of the atonement portrayed to? I would reckon that it would have something to do with a morality in some way, only given that the word's there. I feel like that's an obvious and maybe not helpful statement, but... Yeah, morality to some extent. All right. Ne- nephew, you got any thoughts? Um, I would say the same thing as Chris. I would also add that um, I would also assume that there is a moral standard mm-hmm. that you want to either measure our lives by or use that to state how far we have fallen short of that standard. Right. I think when I look at this just at the service level without looking at any definitions or anything, um, I see works-based faith. Mm. Yes, yes. Anytime we start talking about moral influence, morality, things like that, the the point of being a Christian isn't about being a better person. You know, it's it's not Raven Simone say, saying be a good person. You know, that's that's not the the point of the gospel is that you're not a good per 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 person, but there was grace for you. Exactly. Exactly. None that do good, no, not one. Or none yeah. that are righteous, no, not one. Well, both those ver- ver- verses are in script, 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 scripture. Um, but so I might be sound, sound, sounding a little aggressive for this episode, but I, I see this motif and this dot dog turn. And once we break it down a little bit more, we'll see how this is just a basically a legitimate. Um, attack upon the character of God. So the this this theory came came about in response to um Anselm's um uh satisfaction uh motif of of the atonement which is the penal sub- substitutionary atonement where God's wrath was sat- satisfied. Hence, the satisfaction theory. A What is explained as a philosopher, a poet, a teacher, a logician, 
Nephew, what's a logician? You're smart. Person who specializes in the arguments of logic. Did you make that up or is that real? I presume that's what it means. Presume- <laughs> 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 All right, well, now we're just making definite definitions because apparently, apparently that's what we're doing um, today. Um, but, 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 um, and it takes you, oh yeah, did I mention that he was a poet? Um, and at the end of this list, it says that he's a theologian, but this man by the name of Peter Abelard, guys, how how do I say it? I have it, I have it here in front of me, Abelard. Abelard, Abelard, that's it. I couldn't even say it before the show either, so at least I'm consistent. But this this dude made a it, he did not like um, Anselm's uh, theory that God would need to punish and be satisfied and and um have a sacrifice for sin um or have judgment upon somebody for for um for their sin um or a pain 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 payment or something like that so he made a theory that the um the death of G G G G G G Jesus's per, per per purpose was to influence mankind to move kind of towards a moral um, improvement, and this is where we start lo- looking at works. So if you're not improving more morally, well then obviously you you haven't been atoned for. Um, obviously this theory theory denies um that that christ died to satisfy any sort of divine justice uh, teaches instead that his death was designed to greatly impress mankind with a sense of god's love resulting in a softening of their hearts leading them to repentance thus the atonement is not directed towards god with the per, per, per purpose of of maintaining his justice, but towards man with the purpose of persuading him to do right action. <laughs> um. So, once again, I'm I'm gonna rip rip off of um American Gospel too a little little bit, um. There's an analogy that Mark Dever you you uses in there that uh, is so you're drowning in a lake and somebody is sprinting down the dock just hauling jumps into the water and says I love you as he's jumping into the water and then proceeds to drown. That's what this theory accomplishes.
So, so the person who jumps into the water to, to somehow be some sort of moral showing of, or show of love towards you drowns in, in this lake while you too continue to drown. So there's no salvation there and there's certainly no actual sacrifice there. But what's even more confusing is that this talks about more like influencing to do right, but if there's really no actual atonement and the atonement is faced out towards the people and not to God, by what standard are we doing right? You fellas got anything? Um, yeah. Um, that whole theory just it doesn't answer the question the inability of man to do um it, it doesn't answer the it doesn't answer the question no does it help man who is stuck in his sin um and how can man be influenced because it views man as so worth a certain status that would get God to save man but that would I would say that would inflate man's ego as opposed to man being self-abased knowing that in in and of himself he can't do anything to please God or have right relationship with with his fellow man in respect to um, appreciation and love so it just falls apart. Chris, Chris, what do you got? Um, I have thoughts just on, and from what I've looked up on it, uh, and I should stand on the record, I was very unfamiliar with this. I'd never really heard of this particular theory of the atonement before. Uh, and Thomas, yeah, you, you helped me to kind of understand a bit more uh, in our talk here that we had before we started recording, uh, Abelard had this focus um, on changing man's perception of God. And if I, 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 I'm pondering, I'm thinking about that. Like, God is God. And I think about, I've thought a lot um, of the modern church and maybe even the past, I would want to say about 50 years of church history and just how this, the perception of God, man has wanted to change it. He's more, he's, he's this loving, not harsh, not judgmental God. He's this, he's that. He affirms things that the Bible won't affirm. Um, ultimately, and I think this is something um, that was considered on, uh, on our mutual brother and friend Alex's podcast, last year when he had done the Attributes of God series. I believe it was mentioned there, and it's it's true. Uh, you can't diminish any one of God's attributes, or any of God's attributes, I should say, 
uh, to emphasize one. I, I don't know. I'm I'm going on a bit of a rabbit trail. I'm just pondering that the change of how we perceive God or how man perceives God, basically. Well, I think when you start changing in the way that you perceive God, you start changing in how you perceive man. Yes. Your doctrine of man. Like this is the most man-centered atonement motif I think that there is. Because this does this has nothing to do with your relationship with God. This only has to do with your relationship with other people. It, it has this focus on again as um as other doctrines that have risen up throughout history. It has this focus on what man does that attains some standing with God when as the Bible says it's Jesus and it's only through Jesus that we can even approach God that we're made righteous with God only through the atonement right and it's because there has been a covering and a payment for our sins yes yes I'm not saying at all that this wasn't an act of love. Obviously, this was an act of love. Jesus' death on the cross was one of the greatest displays of love that has that 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 will ever happen. However, it is not less or it, it is not. It, it, it is not less than penal substitutionary atonement. It might be ransom theory, and it might be um, it it might be victory theory, theory, and and it might even be have parts to do with this with this. Um, moral influence theory but it is definitely not moral influence theory alone if if it is moral influence theory alone then it is less than penal substitutionary atonement but it's definitely not less than penal substitutionary atonement um you know um i think one of the ways that that we might see this combined with um, with um, penal substitutionary atonement was is um, maybe a little bit in our discipleship sometimes. Hmm. Um, I remember so there, there was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had a hard time at, at work and I kind of blew, blew up and got frustrated and I came home and I was kind of beating myself up about, about how to tell my wife um, about everything that had happened and she saw I was kind of just sulking and be, beating myself up with my sin. Yeah. And, and uh, she just looked at me and said, Jesus died for that sin. 
It's an important reminder. It and really I can I can see how if you're going on this kind of spiritual license to sin, how how you can go like you can go, hey, um the all this stuff that you're seeing as a light license, do you have any idea what it cost? Because like, it, it it cost the blood of the Son of God. Absolutely. It cost the the wrath of God. Like it, it's just not a light thing. Not so I can see how it's that, but it's not like we shouldn't be doing this in order to hold somebody and beat somebody with the law, because that's exactly what this does. Yeah, if this is Tay Aiken in a Christian, um, like you're not doing what what um, progressives are doing with this with this doctrine, and you're just ignoring parts of the Bible. If you're actually trying to be have this go align with the rest of of script scripture you're still held to the law so you have to beat people with the law there is no gospel in this there, there is no good news in this motif there is no reconciliation with god in this motif there's only reconciliation with other men other sinful men and you're held to their stand standard of what is morally good. And we've already seen that our standard of what is morally good is just dreadful sewage and, and as Paul writes, dirty rags. Scubalos. Absolutely. Scubalos, yes. Powerful, powerful language, yes. Man, I mean... Yes. Yeah, so. Um, but it's funny that that you should mention this because I know that in the 18th um, century, this uh, moral influence theory was adopted, and a lot of people, a lot of um, theologians, ran with it. Um, Immanuel Kant was one of them. Mm-hmm. And it caused like a split in the Protestant section of the church with the liberals um, at adopting a more more influenced view, while um, the conservatives would hold on to the penal substitutionary um, atonement. And in the age that we find ourselves in, this has resurfaced. Especially in the progressive camp, mm -hmm. um, I know of a few pastors that state that we were so valuable that Christ died for us on the cross. You talk about Todd White? No, I'm not talking about Todd White. This is <laughs> this is this is a couple oh, of people that have said this over here. But I know that Todd White has championed <laughs> that um idea, but mm -hmm. that fails to um. Recognizes the depravity um, state that we have fallen in, that we are in. Um, so, again, it just goes back to what you said that um, there is no real 
reconciliation between man and and God. If you were to take the moral influence and ignoring the fact that um, God needs to be um, that His wrath needs to be um, satisfied, that we need to be expiated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and also. If you adopt that view, then all the sacrifices um, in the Old Testament, especially the Day of Atonement, which occurred last week under the Jewish um, religious faith, all of that, you know what I'm saying? If 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 you hold on to the moral view, then... It just means that that has come to an end, that, that it hasn't um, proceeded and moved on, or rather it hasn't pointed to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is the problem with this um, view. All of those sacrifices in the past pointed to the ultimate sacrifice, which is Christ. Mm-hmm. And you're totally ignoring that, or rather you think so little of that. Well, I think, think, yeah, I think what you have to do is you have to separate that God was, was, um, was a different God in the Old Testament than he was in the New Testament. That we have this really mean God in the Old Testament and then a really nice God in the New Testament. You know, it's the Rob Bell thing. But God killed um, Ananias and Sapphira. Oh, I'm and sure it was because because of you know some sort of they 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 were being they were being mean too, or maybe that's just the verse they don't talk about. <laughs> and he he visited um, people who took the Lord's Supper in a um mm-hmm. in an unreverent manner. Yeah, some of them were sick. Some of them yes died. Yeah. And take a look at the book of um, um, Revelation. It's the same God. Mm-hmm. So that's just people just being silly. Like um, judgment attended certain points in the Old Testament as a warning and a reminder that God is not like us. Mm-hmm. God is wholly separate and and righteous. He will visit you Mm -hmm. so one of the things that i found really interesting in researching this uh this motif is i can't find where anybody um be it medieval theologians um or even anybody that is listing off um motifs the different atonement motifs where in scripture we find this at all and that 100% tell tells me that this was not based on script scripture but let me bring up a couple script scriptures for you guys and um may, maybe you guys can can show um, you know, 
that the, the these are possible script scriptures that uh, people who believe in this motif might throw throw up as uh, as um, as proof. Okay, so the first one I got is is Ezekiel um, eighteen thirty two. For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Lord God. So turn and live. See, God doesn't take ple ple pleasure in the death of anyone. So why would he take ple 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 pleasure in a sacrifice for our sins? But yet it pleased God um, to bruise him. <laughs> so, so okay okay next okay. I, see, I see what you're i see i see what you're saying i see what you're saying okay um <laughs> all right what about in uh, Ezekiel thir 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 32, where it says, says uh, um, that, that he takes no ple 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 pleasure in the death of the wicked? Yes, well, of course, because we worship a God who is not an ogre so <laughs> there is there is no pleasure that god derives from killing um the wicked because at the end of the day we are created in the image of god but god cannot compromise his love say so, you no know, he cannot compromise um his um his justice he will get he will get glorified that he has not compromise his standard of um holiness and righteousness especially when he has provided a means and a, and uh, a means by which that individual can be made right with him if you were in the old testament that gentile can become a proselyte and then be part of the children of israel looking forward to the ultimate um sacrifice if that individual spawns god's um, request over a long period of time then justice will fall there is no pleasure in that but i'm sorry justice will fall mm. i think uh i think too one of the things that um that we have to understand too is that but Ezekiel 32, verse 4, I will cast you on the ground on the open field. I will fling you. I will cause all the birds of heaven to settle on you. I will And I will gorge the beasts of the whole earth for you. I will strew your flesh upon the mountains and fill the valleys with your cactus. This is God. <laughs> yeah. Is God. Yeah. So what we're seeing is a, a um, string of isolated verses. Um, it's always the case. 
what they're not what what they're not showing or not saying is that so these attributes of God are are who are what make up God. They're his characteristics. Nephew, if you're if you're feeling happy about some, something, does that mean you can't, in fact, be sorrowful about something else at the same time? Yes, I love children, so therefore I hate abortion. This is what Paul Walsh says. Right. I love God, therefore I, I hate anything that misrepresents um, God. Okay, so. It makes perfect sense. So, God is not at one moment love, and then at another moment justice, and then at one moment grace, and then at another mo- 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 moment um, wrath. God no, is one hundred percent. As one hundred percent, always at all times, all of His attributes, and in yes. all of the in all of those attributes, He is holy. Holy, righteous, and yeah. separated from sinners. Right. Now, Chris, you haven't talked talking in a while. While. And on that cue, I'm gonna have to leave soon. I got five minutes, folks. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. What about yes. John fifteen three, where Jesus says, "Greater love has no one than this." That someone lay down his life for his friends. Yes. What's the verse? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Nephew wants to tear. (laughs) Yes. I'm just enjoying listening to you guys. I'm I'm learning. I am learning a lot tonight, and I love it. Good. What's the verse, Thomas? Good. Good radio, Chris. Yo, what's the verse, man? John fifteen thirteen. Fifteen thirteen. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. See, there's nothing about wrath in there. Jesus laid down his life for us, his friends. Yes, you are my friends as long as you do what you are required to do that that looks about one verse after yeah 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 <laughs> about one verse later right he, there and you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask of the father in my name he may give it to you bear fruit keeping with them um, repentance exhibiting Traits that are communicable. Um, I'm messing up my words. Um, but it it states there in the next um, verse that Christ chose us. We did not choose him. So it begs the question: How did God choose us? Mm. Well, He called us His friends. Yes, but we were once enemies. So what happened? Yeah, and I I think in order to make this 
theory work, especially on, on its own, you have to deny giant chunks. Like you gotta you gotta take sciz- scissors to scripture and just yeah. cut it out. Yeah. Because if the if if this is the case, then Ephesians you have to cut out all of Ephesians too. Hmm. You know. Um, if this is the case, you pretty much gotta goodbye Romans. Yeah. You know, uh Galatians three thirteen. Um no, what's uh what's uh second Corinthians uh fifteen twenty one for God yeah. made him who knew no sin to be sin. No, exactly. No, that's that's second second Corinthians five twenty one. Ah. Five twenty one. I thought it was fifteen. My bad. I misspoke. There's fifteen right in front of me. That's probably why I said it. All right. Um, so I mean, you would have to take, like you pointed out, you would have to deface the scripture in order for you to justify such a view but you're still left with god Mm -hmm. you're still left with a god that is holy and righteous that displayed this um unreservedly in the old testament you're Mm -hmm. still left with that god you're still left with the god um in the book of um revelation you'd have to cut him out too but you if you cut him out, then then the journey is the journey just stops. Right, right. It it literally it's just it's just the book of Judges that everybody did what's right in his own eyes. That's literally what this what this atonement motif is. Now we're gonna talk about it next week. With uh, very special guests. Not that you guys aren't spe- 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 special. But what about John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believed in him name shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. For God did not send his world, son into the world to judge the world. But you then know, you see, it states that God loved the world in such a state that he sent his son to die for his um elect and if you reject that the wrath of god stays on you mm-hmm. yeah i mean so you recited the whole you know the the whole verse however yeah. what we only know especially as christians in america we only know, um, you know, um, John three sixteen a, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. We don't want to talk about the uh, other part, because th- here's the thing. If Jesus is not saving us from anything, then why in the world does he need to die? If he is not saving us from an eternal hell, 
then what in in this theory what happens when we die well like is is this is this universalism to some degree yes people believe that um this moral influence that if you live up to a certain standard of morality um that you don't cheat on your co-workers you don't cheat on on your spouse um you don't kick your dog or anything like that and you try to live a life by a moral compass god in his infinite mercy will accept you into heaven that is baloney that is four weeks old baloney yeah, because again, we're we're putting ourselves on a stand, standard of the the law. So either we're measuring our standard by God's law, which we know we cannot achieve at all, yeah. or our standard has been lowered to what deprived the, the the depraved mind has thought up of, which is well, nowhere near. The more the more more moral standard of God. So th- exactly. this really has to say, you know, in the words of Tom Askell, by what standard? Well, the standard is change God. <laughs> That's the only way this is going to work. Change God. Yeah. And you know, as Chris pointed out before, so that is. Yeah. yeah. As Chris pointed out before, that's exactly what the originator of this uh, of, of this theory set what's out. What's his name? What's his name? Yeah. Chris, what's his name? I don't have it in front of me. Oh my! And Chris, my iPad. It's not going to do what I want it to do. Wait a minute. All day. You have Abelard. Abelard. Episode. Abelard. Abelard. <laughs> Abelard. I, I. My brain. I've gone down so many rabbit trails in my head. Please. Okay, so Chris just found out what the rise and fall of Mars Hill was through the Theocast, and uh, so he can't can't talk about this, so that's why he's been completely and utterly um, silent. He's just thinking about people. (laughs) That's not the rabbit trail. That's not the rabbit trail. And if I can get to the action, if I could find the page, oh goodness. Um, it's a passage in James that came to mind at one point. Am I going to put my mind on, or my rather my eyes on it? Um, ah, verse seventeen of chapter one. Every good thing, um, every good thing given, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. I think it's the ESV that phrases that, or shadow of change. God doesn't change, and that go that um, goes for sorry go ahead nephew no 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 go ahead please J- just as a brief aside that goes for all the accounts we get of god's attributes all the accounts we get of god's character all of love justice wrath perfection holiness the absolute threefold holiness of god um the other verse that i went down sort of a mental rabbit trail um with was in the Old Testament for all those who want to try to cut off the God of the Old Testament because he's this mean, judgmental God. Um, verse 30 or hmm, 
Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6, then the Lord passed by in front of him, Moses, uh, when Moses had gotten uh, tucked into the cleft of the the cleft of a rock um, because he wanted to see God's glory. Um, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious. And this is God um, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth. Loving kindness. I like how the ESV phrases that, which I believe is the uh, Hebrew chesed, um, steadfast love. It doesn't change. All of God's attributes are solid, are set. They exist. They exist together. They do not change. One attribute does not negate another. Right. Well, and then you look at you look at jo- jo- Jonah. Why was Jonah mad at God at the end of the book? He, he said, up. see, I knew you were a merciful God. He's, yeah, yeah. I knew he, you were a kind. He he's mad at God because he didn't smite he, wicked people when they repented from their sin. He hated that people. He did not like, want them to get saved. So, no. so, so to say again, to yeah, to do the say that there's some sort of discontinuity between the character of God between the New Testament and the Old Testament is ridiculous. Yeah, it, if, if there it really is, if God was wasn't always compassionate and kind, don't you think He would have just done away with Adam and Eve? Yeah, but really instead, in, instead from before the foundations of the world, He made the covenant of redemption. And that goes down a whole different rat, rat, rabbit trail, yes. and we don't have time for it. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't. Nephi has to get to work at some point. We need to get to bed at some point. But yeah, that, mean, that, yeah. Is, that is true. I have to work tomorrow. So, yeah. so all right, guys. Well, I think we really um, – yeah, man, I wish this would have been a little bit deeper than, you know, than it was, but this – this this doctrine this this theory isn't even that deep all you have to know is the gospel and you know that this this has this this theory has no legs to stand on you know it 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 it's it's not i mean i'm going to ask you guys to answer one more question before we sign off, if you subscribe to to this this um, moral influence mo- 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 motif, are you a Christian? I would say that you have a <clears throat> skewered understanding of of who God is and who you are. Um, But if you maintain this over a long period of time without getting your theology um, on the correct um, footing, there is a big problem. If you are a new believer, 
then I can understand how you would hold um, what, what to this. But as you continue in your faith, you will grow. But if there's, but if you've been a Christian for let's say 30, 40 years and you still hold on to this, for me, there is a big problem. Chris? Uh, if, giving, if you are giving so much value to what you accomplish um, in your faith, what you accomplish um, moralistically speaking, I'm not sure that's the best phrasing for that. Um, I think you're in danger. I really do. Um, it's Jesus and Jesus alone. Absolutely, yeah. Jesus alone. Yeah, uh, you, you guys are way nicer than me. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let I'm, us have it, Don. Straight, straight, straight out, out and say, um, if, if you don't believe in the in the atonement for your sins, that without Jesus's death on the cross, that you would be going to an eternity in hell. Yeah. Um. You're missing the foundations of our of our faith. That this that 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 is not the gospel. You have heard a different God, God gospel. You have been bewitched. Yeah. Like it, it it it's not the gospel. There mm. there, this is not the good news. If if Christ only came to show how much that He loved us. I don't know if you guys saw the Redeem uh, Meditations post. I used the uh, RC Sproul uh, video the, uh, t- today. Um, but but Jesus did not yell from the cross, I love you. He yelled, tell us die. It is finished. Mm. It is finished. It is paid in full. Yeah. The wages of your sin have been paid in full. That was the purpose of the cross, to bear God's wrath against that, that was meant for you. That was the purpose of the cross, not so that you would be a better person. Absolutely. Because um, in this motif, you don't reconcile with God. There is no reconciliation that needs to happen. So I'm <laughs> again, I'm, I'm sounding really aggressive right right now, but I, <laughs> this is something that I'm pretty firm in. That Christian, if this is what you believe, like like it, it or listeners, if you call yourself a Christian and this is what you believe. As as your atonement theory, you have not heard the gospel. The gospel is that that you are separated from a holy God, and His wrath burns again against you. And there is no way that you can morally get back to right standing with Him. But the good news is, is that Jesus, God, came down in flesh, 100% God, 100% man, lived the life that you could not live, 
obeyed the cross or obeyed the law to a T and then died the death that you deserved, that we deserved, that me, Christian, and nephew deserved. Satisfying the wrath of God meant for us. He was put in a tomb for three days, and then he rose showing the acceptance of his sacrifice and victory over sin and death. He has ascended, and one day he's coming back again to, to bring everything right, to make everything right again so we can dwell with him again. That is the gospel. Not Jesus died so you can be morally better. Uh, That's yeah, that is absolutely true. You know what I mean? And if you are a Christian for a number of years and you don't hold to this, you have been misled. I can understand um, a baby Christian not understanding these these truths um, initially, but like I said before, as they grow, as they get, um, as they get shepherded and um, discipled, these truths will become evident in their lives and they'll be able to hold on to it and um, defend it and espouse it. But if you have, if there's no growth in you, and you know nothing about the cross or why Christ came and you call yourself a Christian and you've been like that for 30 years, then then there's no hope for you. You have to start again from the ABCs. Well, you need to hear the gospel. Yeah. You just that's plain and simple. You need to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, all right, fellas, I, I can, you know, if, if we keep this going long, long, longer, I'm going to recite the gospel again um, and probably do even a worse job at, ex, at, at explain, explain, explaining it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, remember the giveaway at, at everyone. Take a screenshot of you listening to to this. Okay. Go find the get, get, get giveaway post. Tag two p- 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 people in, in it. I don't care if you like the post or whatever. Just tag two people in it, and then send me a screen, 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 screenshot of you listening to redeem meditations. Now, the reason why I'm doing that is because what I am putting everybody's name in is is in a gen, 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 generator. The generator is going to give me a name, okay? If I go into my inbox and I don't see that you're listening to Redeem Meditations, I'm going to find another guy or, or gal, okay? <laughs> so so you got to work for, for it. You got to listen to Nephew and I stutter for about an hour, okay? <laughs> you got to listen to Chris not say, say anything for about an hour, <laughs> just listening to beer in the background just 
<laughs> you gotta hear about nephew's tea getting cold. Yes. <laughs> I don't mean to alarm. Can't believe. But my sure that was in there. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that was honestly one of the greatest things that's ever happened in in this, in this show. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So go tag tag two p p people. Then send send me a screenshot on the Redeem Meditations page. Um, yep, it has to be the Redeem Meditations page. I know if you're on, it might be a little confusing if you also follow me on my per, per, personal. Um, but make sure it's the Redeem Meditations page. Um, yeah, that's about, about, about it. We're going to... Uh, Coronado Coffee's going to be giving away... Um, Bible Dinger co- co- Coffee. Um, Alex from Undying Light's going to be giving away, I think, like a shirt and uh, a mug that's got a custom saying uh, uh, on it, I think, from Redeem Meditations. And then I will be giving away a book on. My teeth getting cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nephew's going to be give, get, giving away some cold tea. I'm oh, my giving God. away. Um, a really awesome book on definite atonement for you for those of you who don't know what definite atonement is you only know the new Calvinistic uh, view views on things that is a limited atonement it's a book called he from heaven he came and sought her um, it is a biblical, systematic, uh, historical, practical, and um, some other things, theology of definite atonement. Um, if you end up win- winning and you don't believe in a definite atonement or limited atonement, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you can send it back if you want. <laughs> No, I think I think it will be good, even if you don't hold to it. I, I think you should get it and read it and um, understand it. And, and then understand why. <laughs> yeah, understand why we hold to it, because yeah. it's really important. But God is not um capricious. He is definite in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and... That will actually be how we close 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 out the uh, the atone tone tone atonement series. Like I said, we got a we got a first time special guest uh, coming on the show next week for that. And uh, yeah, we'll be, be discussing we'll we'll be we'll be discussing the extent of the atone tone atonement. So, guys. Until next time, you know, um, guys, uh, um, find a find find peace that your sins have been atoned toned for. Amen. Believe the gospel, the true God, God, God gospel. Yeah. All right, guys, you signing off with anything? Um, just um. I wouldn't really say much further from what you have just stated. Um, the atonement was 
The atonement reconciled sinners to a holy God. Um, and it's simply by grace. Rest in that. Um, and look forward to the glorious glorification where you can stand before God in absolute holiness and the presence of God for all eternity because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And that is beautiful. Mm. Chris, what are you signing off with? Absolute gratitude for that atonement. I mean, material possessions don't mean a thing. Nope. We're all sinful. We're all sinful. I've spent a year getting more aware of my sinfulness. Yeah. I've hurt others my shortcomings before a holy and perfect God. I, yeah. If you really boil it down and think about it, Jesus is all we have. He is yeah. all we have. That atonement is all we have because nothing, not a single thing in our mortal lives will ever compare to the weight of our eternal standing. Mm. Hallelujah. All I have yeah. is Christ. Yes, guys, that's the show. Thanks for discuss, discuss, discussing this with me, and uh, thanks for l- l- listening, everybody. Until next time, stay safe and drink God tea. Bless. Yes. <laughs> Behold him, man, the-